It is that time of the year. No, I'm not talking about the holiday season. I'm actually talking about the time when respiratory viruses start to spread. Yeah, sorry folks, don't shoot the messenger. Medical experts say that they're seeing a spike in hospitalizations due to COVID-19, the flu, and RSV. So what do you need to know? Joining us now to explain is Dr. Mia Teramina. She's an infectious disease specialist with Dooley Health and Care. Welcome back, doctor. Hey, Sasha. So how much have respiratory illness hospitalizations gone up in this state? Oh, they've gone up considerably over the last couple of weeks. Just in in COVID alone, we've seen a 22% increase. Over 1,200 people hospitalized in the last week or so just for COVID in our state. And we're seeing tons of cases of RSV and flu as well. Uh, Certainly, I don't take care of kids, but I'm hearing numbers for the last 10 weeks in pediatric uh, RSV hospitalizations have been increasing week over week for the last 10 weeks as well. Mm. Yeah, it's gone up quite a bit since our last conversation right around Thanksgiving. Yes, for sure. Um, and, and patients are coming in just depleted. They're very weak. They're very, um, you know, older folks are falling and, you know, having episodes of passing out just because they can't keep up with fluids and rest when they get knocked down by these viruses. Yeah, you gave a little breakdown there, but how much of those hospital stays would you say that we can attribute to COVID specifically? Right now, we've got over 1,200 hospitalizations due to COVID across the state. So, and that's just in one week's time. Those are new admissions over the last week or so. So at the same time, it's just over 11% of the Chicago area population that has their updated booster shot for COVID. So what does that tell you about the general attitude toward that virus right now? You know, I think that we've had such long periods of time where COVID is a very um, minimally impacting our day-to-day that it's easy to be lulled into thinking that it's over. It's not something that is a major issue for us. But in these months, October, November, December, we always see an uptake in all respiratory viruses. So it's not surprising to us as healthcare providers that we're also going to see COVID cases rise in addition to the usual flu and RSV and other respiratory viruses. But the the issue is, is that those who are very prudent in getting all of their doses of COVID vaccine seen in the past and who may have had COVID a time or two or three, uh, feel that they probably have enough antibodies swimming around. And the Mm -hmm. reality is, is the most recent updated vaccine covers best what's going around now. So seeing uh, one in 10 people taking this new vaccine means about 90% of folks in our area are under vaccinated at this point uh, and are losing out on that protection. So are you saying that everyone should get the shot, doctor, and and not just folks who are, you know, compromised at this time? Certainly people that are at greatest risk are elderly, those who are immune suppressed, who have other complex health issues should be uh, prioritizing getting a COVID vaccine if they haven't in some time. Um, But for all of us, I think it is reasonable to consider getting an annual COVID vaccine as part of the armamentarium, just like the recommendation is universally for everyone to receive an influenza vaccine every year. Mm -hmm. So I think that even if you are healthy and well, the fact that we interact with folks who are not, um, it's very reasonable for everyone to get a COVID vaccine. You are not up to date on your COVID vaccine unless you have received this latest one. Remind us how the new version of this vaccine is, is different from previous booster shots, and also whether it's okay for kids under five years old. 
So yes, um, it is okay. There is vaccine that is okay for kids that are under the age of five. And this vaccine is different right now because what happened is in June, uh, the various companies, Pfizer, Moderna, Novavax, were tasked with creating a, a booster that would match what is going around right now. And that was, you know, XBB variants that were circulating this summer. What is going around at the moment are you know, kind of sub-lineages of those XBB variants. So the vaccine that was formulated and created in the summer to protect us this fall is the best match of what we have. And with each subsequent vaccine that comes to market, the vaccines that came before it, what we referred to as the bivalent booster and the original monovalent boosters, they're not available at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Those all go by the wayside because we preferentially are giving this vaccine. For the littles out there, they may need to have more than one dose in order to get caught up. But for the rest of us adults, even if you've never had a COVID vaccine, it's the vaccine that's here right now is all you need at this point. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, no, it is not over. Medical experts are seeing a spike in hospitalizations due to COVID, the flu, and RSV. So we are getting some guidance from our favorite infectious disease specialist, Dr. Mia Teramina with Dooley Health and Care. Shifting to the flu, doctor, what, what does this season look like? You know, we're seeing those cases come up. Anytime we start to see a lot of cases in October and November, we realize this could be a more impactful flu season. Usually at this period of time, we see more influenza A, and we are seeing a couple of influenza B cases pepper in, but that usually is a dominant strain that happens after uh, the new year in February, March, we see more influenza B. Um, what we're seeing though is that these flu cases are really knocking people down very high fevers, body aches, headaches, and taking several days to get up over the hump. We're seeing people sick enough to be hospitalized for the flu. And it's one of those things where with all of these respiratory viruses running around, when you are sick and you're at home and staying home, it's hard to tell what you have, if it's flu, if it's COVID, if it's RSV, because right. it could be any of those. It's so confusing. It is. Influenza has a shorter um, a shorter incubation period. So if you gather with your family and the next day you have a pounding headache and a very high fever, chances are that's influenza because that has a very short incubation period, about 24 hours. COVID still takes a few days after exposure to show itself in most cases. So that's one way to guide these things. And, and again, flu just really has those high, high fevers. Yeah. How much of the Chicago area population has the flu vaccine? You know, I'm not sure on the latest numbers. As of a couple of weeks ago, the uptake wasn't as high as we'd like it to be. Mm, okay. I'm curious how hospitals are preparing for the number of hospitalizations to rise because of the holiday gatherings that are still to come and this yeah. low vaccination rate that we've been talking about. We're definitely going to see more hospitalizations. We're going to see more cases across the board. You know, regardless of the hospitalizations, we're going to have a lot of people home sick and down and out after these holiday gatherings. I've, just been, with... I've been seeing it already, doctor. Oh, over absolutely. The last month or so. 
Yep, absolutely. And, you know, these these kids are home from school. They want to be able to interact with their friends um, and, you know, socialize. And, and it's not going to be very fun for them to gather with family and then be down and out for the next five, six, seven days. As far as hospitals go, we are uh, very well prepared to open up our overflow areas to be able to have additional staff come in if we need to have, you know, uh, additional beds available for patients. Um, we are very well-trained to adapt to a rising population of people that need to be admitted for respiratory issues. We don't want to have to do that, but I I don't have any concerns that the area hospitals where I currently see patients will have uh, any significant issues. We certainly might be looking at very long ER uh, time waits to see a physician, a very long immediate care waits, which are not comfortable for anybody, Um, but we are available to take care of you. Just got word on this today about some local organizations calling on Governor Pritzker and the Illinois Department of Public Health to reinstate masking in healthcare settings. I think there's supposed to be some protesting tomorrow here locally. What do you think about that, though? Masking in healthcare settings. Yeah, you know, I did. I did hear about some of these protests that are forthcoming. Um, I am seeing uh, among my healthcare colleagues and uh, nursing staff, and certainly nursing staff in more vulnerable areas in the hospital, like the intensive care unit, like the emergency unit. Uh, I'm seeing more and more people voluntarily putting those masks back on, especially when dealing with patients face to face. Maybe not when typing on the computer, um, but you know, we have an official recommendation from the Illinois Department of Public Health that if you are in a county that is currently at high COVID transmission, the recommendation is for universal masking in healthcare settings. How enforceable and how that's going to be rolled out uh, is going to probably be different healthcare system to healthcare system. But there are area healthcare systems just outside of the state in St. Louis that have reinstated universal masking. And I can see where that might be something that uh, is adapted in these very high um, incident areas. Mm -hmm. The government's sending out rounds of at-home COVID tests again. How can people get theirs? Yeah, COVID.gov. It takes only about a minute to type in your address there and you can get four additional free tests. There's also a link right on COVID.gov for you to type in some serial numbers of the tests you have at home that you think might be expired. They may still be good. They just need to be used first. If they are truly expired and not good, go ahead and toss those aside and get four new ones sent to your house. That's good to know. I think I might have some expired ones at home. And so I definitely want to swap them out for sure. Uh, speaking of at-home tests, so there, there is some disagreement online about the best way to use those tests. Uh, some are saying that swabbing the throat gives a more accurate result, but I'm hearing the CDC doesn't recommend that strategy. These tests weren't improved to be used in that way. We know this virus is contained in the nasopharynx, which is deep, deep, deep within our nose. So kind of the back of the throat is sort of that deep place in the back of the nose. But uh, unfortunately, the tests were not approved that way. We do see, um, you know, a good deep nasal swab is going to be your best bet. Um, You know, I can't say officially, but I can say unofficially and anecdotally, I have had patients tell me that they have swabbed their throats and and gotten a positive results when their original nose swab was negative. Mm -hmm. So I would say my best advice is if you're testing negative on a home test, but really have a strong suspicion, see your provider and, uh, you know, get a, a lab test that can help verify this a little bit better. Any advice on where people can find free masks? 
You know, with free masks, I'm not sure, but I know in most healthcare settings, you know, in your doctor's office or walking into the hospital or any place in nursing facilities where you know you're going to be interacting with vulnerable people, you can't get through the doorway without having a kiosk right there to, to grab a mask or two for yourself and to keep them on you to, to be interacting with these vulnerable individuals. And all this talk about vaccinations remind us that the flu and the COVID-19 vaccine, they can be taken at the same time, right? They absolutely can. And for those who are susceptible and uh, eligible for RSV vaccine, they can get that vaccine at the same time as well. Certainly might be a little down and out uh, if you're developing that robust immune response for 24, 48 hours after all those shots. But for those who are over age 60 and eligible for RSV, uh, we have some very sick individuals in the hospital with RSV right now, and I would recommend it across the board. Well, leave us with this, doctor. Give us some advice for the folks who are hitting the road or the skies soon for some holiday travel. You know, it's a little late in the game to get vaccinated uh, to protect us for this coming weekend, and yet it's never too late to be vaccinated. So if you haven't gotten your flu shot or your COVID shot, go ahead and get those ASAP. Um, If you do have COVID tests on hand and you're going to be seeing someone especially vulnerable, you can use that as well. But most encouraging, even in the Chicagoland area, looking at Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, we've got weather temps that look to be in the low 50s. So crack those windows open, allow for some circulation of air in these enclosed spaces, maybe make your gathering a little smaller, um, but be mindful as to who you're gathering with. If you've got a lot of folks who are young and healthy, chances are even if there is an unfortunate outcome with viruses exchanged, everyone will be okay. But if you have those sick and vulnerable family members, really do our best uh, to, to protect them with layers of mitigation. Dr. Mia Teramina is an infectious disease specialist with Dooley Health and Care. Thank you so much for joining us and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you.